Rebel Force Radio is brought to you by Nissan USA. Celebrate Star Wars The Last Jedi with Nissan. Nissan's Star Wars droid repair bay virtual reality experience puts fans right in the action. See it at select Nissan dealerships. For more information, visit NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars. The all-new Star Wars collection at Stance.com. Visit Stance.com slash Rebel Force Radio and check out their new collection of Star Wars socks. Choose from the light side and the dark side. All of your favorite characters, exclusive box sets, and more. The Star Wars collection at Stance.com slash Rebel Force Radio. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. This is Rebel Force Radio. Your source for the Force. Star Wars news and commentary. With Jason Swank and Jimmy Mack. I've seen Star Wars 500 times. Star Wars number one. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Now it's time for Rebel Force Radio. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, well, I don't know where to start. We are just minutes, oh, maybe an hour, Yeah. outside of seeing The Last Jedi for the very first time. Really happy to be with you and thrilled to be breaking down the film uh, so soon after we uh, we just saw it. And by the way, we, uh, as I refer to, is uh, my good friend and yours from Chicago, Jimmy Mack. Hey, Jason. Hey, Star Wars fans. Yeah, oh, I have a lot going on up in my head. And I'm having trouble sort of finding my way through it all right yeah. now. So I, I'm hoping if we just talk about our initial reactions to The Last Jedi without any sort of benefit of having any reference books. No, no visual guides here. We've not picked it. The only thing we've done is we did pick up the soundtrack on the drive home from the theater. We, yeah. we, we grabbed it off of iTunes. But, but yeah, like you say, no, no research uh, in terms of books or Wikipedia entries or Nothing. any of that. Not even looking at what people are saying about it online. Right. I mean, I haven't even had time to open up the Facebook or look on any of the websites and get a sense of what people saw. So, I mean, what we're dealing with here is just raw reaction. And we're going to speak very openly about this movie. Spoiler heavy. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Raw, unbridled, and sexy reaction. <laughs> I, I th- well, I threw in the sexy part. The sexy just because Bill's That's here. That's what got, I brought. That's yeah, right. That's what Bill brings to the table. You're so Billy Mac is here. Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. All right. Crazy. Uh, now, uh, if we could get just a quick review of The Last Jedi from Lando Calrissian, is that possible? What did Lando think of it? Well, you told me they were going to stay here in the city under my supervision. <laughs> That's an odd review, but we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. Well, that's what you got to do when you're doing You got to do the familiar. You know, the familiar well, he, he, uh, uh, he's not after you at all. He's after somebody called... Uh, Skywalker. Yeah, well, that is kind of a description of what the film was all about, That's really. That's right. Lord That's... Vader set a trap for him. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Well, I don't, what, what would... What, what, <laughs> I just... Uh, I, all I can get... The, the thought 
that just keeps running through my head is is the flying Leia. Um, <laughs> I, it, we, we sit, we've been sitting here in the studio talking about this movie for the last 15, 20 minutes as we're getting set up to do the show, and not one of us mentioned flying Leia. Mentioned Le- Leia in space. Right. Uh, Leia you know, in space. Freeze-dried Leia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got to be honest. So when that happened, yeah. I thought, oh, that's the big surprise. That's the big surprise. She's out. She's done. This is it. Right. This is how they decided... You know, who knows? This could have been, I think this could have been a decision, an editing decision they made a month ago, a few weeks ago, whatever, that that was going to be it. And they were going to edit her out of the movie. And, you know, that was how they were going to deal with Carrie's passing. And then, you know, the more I thought about it, I'm like, there's got to be an out for them. What's the out? I'm like, she's in space. What are they going to do? Well. And <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> Well, I, I thought what I, I we sh- were looking at, I mean, because, you know, when it's the, the sequence, you know, goes on for a, a good 30 seconds there or whatever. And I thought, uh, you know, once we saw the ice crystals that we were actually going to see her freeze and break apart. Oh, know, my just God. Just kind of shatter, you know, and be right. be uh, sent out in the cosmos just in dust. It become know? one with the force that way, maybe. Well, I guess so, although we never had seen her use the Force. <laughs> that is Not true. Not yet. That's never. <laughs> well, well, until, until mm-hmm. uh, she uses the Force to fly back into um, the, the spacecraft. The thing that got me about the scene and, and, and uh, was the way they had her posed yeah. as she was. Right. <laughs> she wasn't flying. We're not talking about like a a vertical Superman style uh, no. flight. Right. She was like, a, <laughs> Bill said just moments ago, she was like a chess piece. <laughs> yeah. I was getting more of a Statue of Liberty vibe myself. Either way, this was like an action figure, just kind yeah, of. There's something unusual it, it, about it. I don't know what, like, well, a cut, something unusual like, about a woman flying cut through out, space, or, or like one of those. Uh, remember pop up books, and they would have sometimes just a, like a figure, and you'd pull a lever, and the figure would, would just, just kind of move. I mean, there was yeah. no motion to the figure <laughs> other than just the slide across the right. page after it, you pulled the lever. You know what I'm? I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. That's that was what was really weird. But this movie was so. I, I said right after it, it ended, it was like a roller coaster. Uh, if if JJ was telegraphing his moves throughout the, uh, the Force Awakens, Ryan Johnson was not. Ryan Johnson, every time you thought the guy was going to go left, he goes right. Sometimes I think just in spite of you, you know. Um, <laughs> it was really a. Um, when I say that I was riveted from beginning to end, I was on the edge of my seat for most of this movie. Yeah. I thought anything could happen. I did not move during the entire film. Yeah. I, I really didn't. And uh, the, it, Flying Leia. That's, I mean, are, have we exhausted Flying Leia? I don't know that I'll ever exhaust Flying Leia, now, I mean, with you, because... We, we have seen her use the Force before... But in in mild ways, almost like just the force. Telepathy. Type yeah, stuff. the telepathy. Sure, yeah. Right. Reaching where, out. Where she knew Luke was underneath Cloud City. And she was able to sense the death of Han Solo. Okay? But this was the first time, yes, she actually used the force. Well, and now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was there not an episode of The Clone Wars where we see a Jedi mm-hmm. character... Moving through space, 
Hmm. A Jedi open space. moving through open space. I'm feeling space. like Plo Koon. Plo Koon in, a, in the early episodes yeah. in the first season of Clone Wars. Um, the, um, the, the ship that they were going to destroy, uh, Plo Koon with the uh, clones. Yeah, but it was more like a space walk, and Dave Filoni said, well, that helmet that he wears is, is appropriate. But, but I, I guess we've not seen in Star Wars any human character sort of physically move throughout space. I know in last season in Rebels someone did. Did someone do it? Yeah, like and we discussed it. We discussed it, and a lot of people sent us uh, scientific reasons. Because I said, That's right. I said, yes. if you're in space, you're, you explode. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know the way the pressure is out there, but... Apparently Although Star Wars has its own space rules, you know, the right. sound That's and true. the way fire works and stuff, I think is all... But I liked true. seeing Leia have a connection with the Force. Mm. I liked seeing Jason spilling his beer all oh, over my man. studio. Look at this. You, you host Can't take I, this mainly, kid anywhere. Mainly I got it on my pants. But that's, but right. that's okay. Okay. Um, but um, but uh, I, I, I thought it was cool to see her have like a really blatant hardcore use of the force yeah an extreme Mm -hmm. use of the force so it was almost as though it was like oh yeah we haven't seen her use the force really at all so we're going to show you just how powerful she is and this film was a lot about showing how powerful the skywalker bloodline is yeah i mean we saw luke uh of course do some incredible things uh at the end of the movie uh, there was, of course, talk about that, that Kylo's bloodline as a Skywalker made him uh, a, a, exceptionally uh, uh, prized by, by Snoke and dangerous and powerful. So there was a lot in this movie to... But likewise, so much in the movie that I'm sure we're going to talk about that that really kind of undermines a lot of the idea of placing that much importance on bloodline. Yeah. Bloodline... You know, I mean, if we look at our own history, I mean, it's it's an outmoded way to look at things. Sure. You know, monarchies right. are built around bloodlines. How mm-hmm. how important is that? You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of messaging, a lot of messages of of the Last Jedi have to do have to really kind of harken back to the original movie about the Force being with everybody. Mm-hmm. But well. I, well, I it seems I'm as though the force is, is becoming we'll more, more democratized. I mean, uh, uh, Bill, you had mentioned right after the f- movie that this was the first time in a long time it, the force had been referred to as a religion. Uh, they mentioned it a Since couple times. the first movie, I think, right. right? Yeah, you're all that's left of that of their old religion. Right, yeah. and then Luke said that he was all that was left, like the books. Yeah. Um, yeah, like yeah the that's real, like, episode four type of stuff. I mean, they, they're they kind of bringing it back to some original ideas again. But, it, but at the same time, um, one of my thoughts right after seeing it was that this is a divorce, uh, in a sense. This is a, mm-hmm. a total break from the Lucas dogma. Uh, this this notion of the Sith and the Jedi and the balance and the good and the evil and uh, Kylo Ren said several times to, to kill the past. We're br- this is we're, this is not about the Jedi and Luke, the Sith. This Luke is, specifically talks about the fallibility of the whole the whole system order. Yeah, right. And, and the history even, even tells that us he had found out. You know, it's even tells us about the prequels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is really yeah. bizarre and bittersweet, you know. And he says, sad about he says know. the 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 Jedi are at their peak 
when they let Sidious rise to power. Right. And there's a lot of talk about being overconfident and hubris. And um, apparently, in the downtime between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, Luke began to believe he was really something good. <laughs> yeah. he, he really started to believe mm-hmm. in the legend of Luke Skywalker. Right. Uh, another phrase you hear quite a bit in the film. Yeah. And that's something that then came around via Kylo Ren to bite him in the butt. Yeah. Um, those are, you know, there's a lot of grand themes that go on throughout this film. It's a very character-driven film. But let's just talk about some of the things at first while we sort of organize our thoughts. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the things that might have, like, really popped out as we were watching the film. Other than Flying Leia? I mean, that popped out. We could spend a whole show right. talking about that. <laughs> and I was afraid that was going to happen yeah, with us bringing I, it up I, at the I, very I, beginning of the show. But I, I, For me, I, I, gotta, I do have to talk a little bit more in some generalities because um, I believe that these, this film had some of the strongest acting performances of any Star Wars film. I thought Adam Driver was absolutely incredible. Um, I, I thought he was, laid some great groundwork in, in Force Awakens. But he added a lot more depth, a lot more weight. He physically looked bigger, yeah, more menacing, for sure, broader. Um, and just to make sure we get the message, they show him without he his shirt hunky, at some yeah. point. Yeah, you ooh, know. beefcake, uh. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, she goes, um, put your shirt on. Yeah, did you get? Can't you find a towel or something? Um, what was he in the middle of there? I think he's just <laughs> like he was shaving. Out. Or was he shaving his <laughs> chest? Maybe <he's> shaving. <laughs> But uh, so smooth as I thought he was great. Smooth as Sith. <laughs> oh God, that's a bumper sticker, actually, right there. Smooth as Sith. Um, and 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 Mark Hamill. We heard a lot going into this movie. Uh, I think J.J. Abrams said a year ago that Mark Hamill was going to win an Oscar for this film. Mm. And you know, I thought well, you know, it's been a long time since we'd really seen Mark do anything, and. Um, I always believed that he was a terribly underrated actor. I thought his performances in the, the original trilogy were were phenomenal. And um, but this there was this was like um, this was I think up there with with Alec Guinness, maybe even stronger than Alec Guinness. Uh, this was up there with uh, um, Ian McKellen's Gandalf. I thought. I mean, it was really uh, powerful. Um, multi-layered the, 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 all the shifts in the swings were so believable to me watching the struggle of the character um, I've you know I the, going into this I'll be honest I've seen so much Mark Hamill because he's been making the rounds so much and ever since The Force Awakens it's Mark Hamill Mark Hamill Mark Hamill I thought am I going to go into this film ready to think of him as Luke Skywalker again and am I or am I going to just see him as Mark Hamill but he was Luke Skywalker to me I mean from the the moment we see him uh there you know on on Oct 2 you know and he's wearing those the the white tabards you know sort of the the traditional Jedi robes and then you see him going in and he, he lays them down. He kind of folds them up nicely and then puts like his, his scrubs on. Yeah. What do you make of that? What, what? He's got like a leather jacket too, doesn't he? Like a leather duster or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's definitely got sort of that like outlander, you know, yeah. outfit with yeah. the, with the, the well, cape I think that and... was significant, don't you? Well, yeah, don't well, you but, think well, it was, was the like, significance? Yeah. Uh, well, 
Was he communing? I don't Is know. Is that like a like something he wears when he's? Yeah. No. No. I no. Don't think he's he cut himself so off from the force. Yeah, but he didn't do it right at that moment. So why was he wearing it when 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 Ray got there? In, in the flashback uh, sequence, uh, he's wearing that. So apparently, that's kind of how he dressed when he was training Jedi. So right. Um. So I don't know. I guess because maybe he was alone, he was somewhat of a. I mean, the place does have caretakers. Maybe he saw himself as, as, uh, still playing this role in solitude to some degree. Well, the, and then could when he have been when keeping up appearances outs- to the the little turtle. Uh- yeah, maybe. The, the I, that's a really good question. I don't Guys, know that I there's just, any type of... I mean, don't think he had much in the way of a wardrobe. And <laughs> well, well, but... He only had a few why? things to rotate okay, But they there, do I'm have like... a very significant shot of him laying yeah. the, the, the the robes and stuff like down. Like you would see a priest put, yeah. put exactly. the, the or, Cossack and the robe or, or away. Or the military exactly. laying the dress yes. uniform out. Yes. Uh, so this was like his dress blues. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of... Uh, there's a, a strong theme in the movie, too. Too about um, objectifying or just just ob, ob, placing too much importance on objects. I mean, if this movie does anything, it really it really just takes a lot of that type of reverence down a notch in a mm. huge way with the Jedi books. Mm-hmm. And I, I would argue oh. maybe this robes, you know, this robe thing kind of plays into that idea a little bit. The lightsaber, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll talk in more detail, but uh, the. I, you want to talk about what stuck out? There's big, big uh, cameo appearance in the movie by one of our beloved, right, original yeah. characters, Yoda. Yoda, and yeah. he in puppet form. Yes, I do not believe that I was think it CG. Was, I think we're going to find out it's, it was a combination. It could I think be. There were some shots. I think they re. Yeah, I think they repurposed some footage. I don't from know. Empire. I don't know. I think. I think that was it. all puppet. Well, I think that th- that first initial appearance was was th- was CG, and then there were some. I, th- I, I think it, uh, in episode one, uh, at the end when he's talking to Obi Wan Kenobi about training Skywalker, they use a combination, or they use the puppet, and then when they redid it, they still use the puppet in some. Ch- I, I think you're right. I think it may turn out to be a combination. But when they, when I was saying earlier about this being sort of a separation, a break. I think it was epitomized by the moment when Yoda sets fire to the tree and all the books and all right. the dogma and the doctrine. Right. And this of is what I'm Jedi. talking about. Yeah. Well, and it's just the, the idea is like, you know, don't place so much importance on these physical items. You know, the, 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 like? Yeah. Or uh, these these are artifacts from another time. They don't really even fit in your time anymore. In one sense, and in the other sense, you're not losing anything they contain. Um, they are not the embodiment of this spiritual idea. These ideas are much greater than these these books. And yeah, they're the, old. You, you, but one they're might not... say the books are are, are limiting the view. Of, they can uh, of be force, certainly, right? yeah. I think that that's definitely the idea they're trying to get across. Well, with they, that. you know, it's no big surprise. The message is not the book. The message is the message, right? So Luke's revelation about the Jedi should come as no revelation to us because we watched them fail in the prequels. Sure, we saw that they were in. They weren't infallible. That they were um, clutching onto. A religion that pushed them into 
very dark areas Mm -hmm. just with, you know, getting involved in the Clone Wars and just being involved politically the way they were. Well, we talked about that. I don't know if we've ever heard a character so, you know, so directly address it. And who who better to do it than Luke? I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about it. Right. You know? Luke was sort of validating what mm -hmm. we as, as fans, observers, noticed. But in the Jedi's defense, I would say... You know, they were being manipulated. You know, there were definitely, there's definitely a sense in the prequels that the Jedi didn't believe that that was their role, that that was their place. They were um, keepers of the peace. They weren't soldiers, all of that. But they were being pulled into politics and manipulated by Palpatine, somewhat aided well, they, by... But see, but see, to me, that's that's very important. They knew it and they continued anyway. They, okay, Is it all Palpatine's go. fault? I mean, do they do they owe any responsibility for that? Um, I, I think that's a pretty important question. Yeah. Um, yeah, it certainly took both of them, right? It took two two to tango, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that this was... I mean, when you... You know, I guess the, 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 the talk of Ryan Johnson having a third trilogy, another trilogy out there that's totally devoid and, you know, it's going to be very separate. I, I just keep flashing back to that, that scene of that tree on fire and knowing that those books are on fire and that there's a, a young Padawan. No, I shouldn't say Padawan. There's a young Jedi out there, Ray, that needs training, and yet she's not going to have the benefit. One would argue maybe it's not a benefit of that prior knowledge. It's all new territory moving moving forward. Um, and, you know, spoiler alert, Luke becoming one with the force and disappearing at the end of the film is is another break in that in that in that lineage. Um, so Ray is really in totally uncharted waters as, sure. a, as a as a future However, Jedi. She could receive training in the future from the spirit of Luke. Much like how the spirit of Qui-Gon trained Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yoda became apprentice to Qui-Gon during the downtime on Dagobah. Yeah. He became Qui-Gon's Padawan, yeah. essentially. The great Jedi Master is now going back to school. Right. Right. I mean it, So it could happen with it could happen with Luke, perhaps I've thought about coming that. back. And, and and maybe Leia could also teach Ray a thing or two. What, what what kind of occurred to me once, you know, they they let you as the audience know that who Kylo is, what Kylo is fighting at the end of the film, is a uh, sort of a teleportation, you know, essence of Luke that he's projecting an astral projection of himself into that moment. I started thinking, ah, are they laying the groundwork for? the believability of a force ghost who is going to be able to be a pretty major character, maybe in the next one training Ray, what have you, Um, you know, two very, very, uh, I would say extreme force powers were demonstrated flying Leia and then Luke projecting himself across time and space. Brand new applications of force ability and not yeah. not ghosts i mean they are literally touching each other at certain points oh the- that is something that we haven't seen i mean they i mean you were used the word teleport but but luke didn't didn't i i mean i don't i don't know exactly the word but he, it's it, it, he didn't 
teleport himself from one place to another. He's still on I right. two, right. and but he, he the astral projection. It's, it's a it is a physical thing. I mean, there are moments where where um, um, you know a lightsaber goes through him or something like that. So he's not. Um, He's not mortal, I guess, in that way, whatever this apparition of him is. But he does, I mean, there, well, he touches a, Leia. He hands her He an kisses object, her on the forehead. The yeah. And I was, yeah. I was, I was two and, seconds away from going, and, it's your sister. No. And, and it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but there, it's not the first time it happens in the movie because Kylo and Rey yes. are also communing through the force. Yep. And yep. and and touch each other's hands, right. and there's no reason to think that they're not actually feeling that. Or, or no, no right. I, I I think it's, they it's real. Are. And when Luke walks in on that happening, mm. Kylo's there. There's no blue glow or anything. No, Luke sees him. Yeah, but here, here here's a thought, guys. What if? Because we were asking ourselves the question. You, you know, Luke disappears, becomes one with the Force at the end of the movie. What if that? What if he really did? absorb that barrage of blaster fire what if he really did absorb the uh lightsaber Mm -hmm. through him yeah and ended i mean what what if if that's what killed him yeah in other words right he he did absorb all of that but through the force was able to you know whatever that ability was that he was using um, made it appear to the enemy that it was he was unfazed by it, but yet he did succumb at the end to all of that. Yeah, just, beautiful moment. Maybe something will. Beautiful be. moment watching the twin sunset. I mean, taking you back. Oh yeah. To that first time we were introduced to Luke, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, watching him as he optimistically, longingly looked into the. To the horizon as the suns would set, and now he's doing it again with that same iconic music playing, and uh, he just passes into the force. Yeah, and then the robe just sort of blows off yeah. into the wind, I going mean, off on another adventure. Apparently, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's another is his second step into a much larger world, and uh, I, I, sure. I thought I thought I, there was a lot of you know very significant and profound. Um, it, it uh, you know connections it was, but I, I I spent most of the film nervous and dreading, you know that I I really thought that uh, actually dreading Luke dreading dying? Luke dying oh. yeah I just I didn't want it to happen I I am not happy that it did to be honest with you I was I'm ready for more Luke Skywalker action um, and. I, I, I'm left. I, I think I don't think I could have written it or, or or scripted it any better in my head. I think the send off was brilliant, was fantastic. The execution of it was great. I'm just not as a fan. I'm just not ready for it yet, especially when we just got him back. And maybe it's after you know we just got Han back, and then and he you know the, his character gets killed off. Now we get Luke back, and they, he had that great showdown with Kylo Ren, and he's just demonstrating these incredible abilities and a little bit of cockiness to him and it's like yeah this is what we've been waiting for and then yeah. it's over and it's over yeah. so quickly um it, it's a bummer but i i am glad they gave us that moment i mean they gave us some ultimate luke skywalker jedi master oh, stuff my goodness in that in that final battle ultimate and i think that's something that's going to resonate with us for a long time mm-hmm. and it's something we're going to be talking about for a long time no question about it 
Um, <clears throat> so, so we wrap up things with uh, the resistance, more openly calling themselves a rebellion now. Yeah, because that's where things are being. That's, right. that's yeah. where things are being yeah. left yeah. off at the end of this film. Yeah, the first order is now an empire, and they're they're reigning the galaxy right with the same tyrannical twisted way that but the they Emperor really did. i mean when you think about you know, palpatine's rise it was very very uh, unscrupulous and manipulative and um cunning these guys are just like they're blunt I mean, snoke they're blunt yeah. absolutely literally blowing up the, the capital worlds and then just hunting like dogs relentlessly mm-hmm. what's left of the the resistance i think we're at about like 25 members of the <laughs> resistance left <laughs> yeah. by the end of the film yeah where are they coming from at this yeah. point i mean yeah. Yeah. half of them are droids well and, and what do you make of the fact that they put the distress signal out there and no, no one, one responded no one responded no one responded uh number one there's no one left out there part of their Organization, let's mm-hmm. just say they're military organization. You gotta assume the galaxy is very tired at this point. Yeah, of this. Yeah, I, I there was just no one there to to help them. I mean, no. uh, and they said that people were receiving the message, mm-hmm. but they were not responding. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some of the tie-in material going into the Force Awakens, you know, Leia's reputation was that you know she just couldn't give up the rebellion general shtick. And so she was, uh, you know, seeing tyranny every everywhere she looked. She was seeing tyranny, and you know there was some debate about how dangerous the first order was. Uh, now it, it seems like obviously she was she was right, but I just wonder. It, it, I think it's going to take a while. And that scene at the very very end with the with the boy on Canto Bite uh, using a makeshift Luke Skywalker action figure to tell the story of the legend of Luke. I think is a symbol that the the galaxy is waking up. They're starting to wake up. He has the ring that has the uh, well. It's the rebel signal, uh, re- rebel insignia. But now it's the first or the uh, uh, resistance insignia. So um, you know, it, it was a very uh, hopeful message that the youth will pick up the fight. Yeah, and you're never really gone. Isn't that what Luke says? Yeah, at yeah. The, towards the end. Well, so essentially, the, you know, the legend of Luke Skywalker mm. is being used to influence and 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 inspire a whole new generation of people to stand up and join the fight against tyranny and and be inspired by Luke's story. So Luke being bitter about the legend of Luke Skywalker for the way that it affected him, um, he actually was rewarded, mm. you know, um, upon his death by having his stories being told to inspire a whole new yeah. generation, which yeah. leads us to the end of the film. Which And that was a kind of weird thing that they added on. I mean, it, it's it's weird for us to, because it's, it's just so out of the... Out of the box to you know read like many things in this movie. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the jump, you know, the Falcon. You thought it was going to end there. You I mean, see that's them, where I did. They're, I they're, like, oh, uh-huh. this is it. they're relieved. It's the final shot. It seems like the 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 main resistance crew. They're they're relieved they escaped with their lives. They um, believe that there is going to be a movement that will build, and they have a lot of optimism about the future. Despite the fact that <laughs> they really spent a lot of this movie on the run and getting beat up, but they, there was a sense of optimism. 
you have a celebratory yeah. shot of everyone in the hold of the Falcon, and the Falcon just takes off into hyperspace. Right. And I'm holding my hands apart, about a foot apart, <laughs> yeah. getting ready to, to clap. You're thinking, dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but it doesn't fade to black. It no. doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't iris out into oh, directed yeah. by uh, Ryan Johnson. It takes you back to Canto Bite to those kids. And they're, you know, talking and... Um, in the stables. They're stable In the stables. Yeah. And uh, the, the, you know, and, and so you see the, the story of Luke Skywalker is being used as a source of inspiration for young people. And uh, so then the mean guy comes in. I mean, these are like kids are probably orphans, slaves, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the I kid's so. told to go outside. Now, you guys and some other people in the audience picked up on something the kid did that I missed. Apparently, oh, I didn't. I missed it too. He okay, yeah. but apparently he used the force to summon the broom to him. Yeah, and uh, so and, yeah, and the yeah. way they they frame that final shot, he's holding the broom like it's like like we yeah. did as kids, right? For sure, you know the broomstick off to the side, and it looks mm. like a lightsaber. You know has been ignited. Uh, it's and you know. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps just as we're talking about it. It was it was an absolutely brilliant moment, very un-Star Wars-like, but yet, you know, I guess part of me is thinking uh, Star Wars is, is so part of our, you know, collective consciousness that it's okay now to sort of acknowledge it with, in itself. I mean, in a, it, they're... In a way, they're talking about Star Wars in Star Wars. Right. Uh, mm. Bill brought up earlier. Uh, Kylo has that great line about to to uh, to Ray that uh, you're a nobody in this story. You don't belong in this story. Right. So, kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit, uh, and then you know, the, the, seeing a kid in a Star Wars film playing with a Star Wars action figure. Yeah, right. That's kind of bizarre. Now, we did see the uh, Stormtrooper dolly sure. in Rogue One. Now, if That's he had right. a blue snaggletooth, <laughs> that might have really... I would have asked a few questions. Yeah, well, the one kid they was must like, have a Sears. is that a black vest on Luke or a brown vest on Luke? Uh, there's, yeah, they, don't you know there's a variant? Yeah, you don't have the Sears exclusive. <laughs> I'm a completist. <laughs> but it's like... And that young man grew up to be Stephen J. Sandsworth, <laughs> <laughs> Jedi Knight. But um, but so my uh, theory uh, as as because of that little epilogue, uh, I believe that that is setting up the ninth film of the saga, and it's all it also could be setting up Ryan Johnson's standalone trilogy. I'm sure a lot of people are speculating. I think that's going to be a very popular thing we'll be seeing tonight after we wrap this up and we start looking at fan reactions online. I think a lot of people are going to be saying, that kid is going to be the star of the next trilogy, and he very well may be. Right. But yeah. um, but what I think that also does is there's a few um, things I started thinking about concerning episode nine. Um, I really felt like this episode... It, to me, it felt kind of like a finale, almost like the third part of a trilogy, because obviously sure we saw a lot of things getting wrapped mm-hmm. up. We saw the the main antagonist, Snoke, get killed. We saw, um, or Snoke at least the smoked. leader of the antagonist. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, Phasma, of course, died. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Hux is their, now a total lackey. To, uh, yeah, yeah. to Kylo, yeah, and so, who's I mean, now the new supreme leader. That's right. 
Um, but I, I got to thinking about Ep 9 because, you know, Episode 8 picks up right when Episode 7 left off, essentially. This basically and, wrapped up Episode 8. Or, I mean, Episode uh, 7. Yes. Just yeah, right. If, if The Force Awakens could be considered a two-parter, right. it's, it has concluded. So the my class. speculation is... My speculation is, is the next episode, episode nine, will take place a significant ways in the future, 10 years into the future. Give that little kid on Canto Bite time to grow up and join the rebellion and give a lot of other people time to sign up and join the rebellion. Let's see the legend of Luke Skywalker spread like wildfire throughout the galaxy and be used as a rallying cry to stand up against the evil First Order. So in order to do that, it's going to require time. Rey will become more accustomed with her Jedi skills. It, It gives you time to let Leia die of natural causes along mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. which is going to have to happen and i think it'll happen in the in the opening crawl it'll happen in the opening crawl it's been 10 years since the battle of crate mm-hmm. the um from the ashes of the resistance a new rebellion has risen um still buoyed by the leadership uh, of of the late Princess or General Leia Organa. Right. The rebellion sprouts like wildfire throughout the galaxy. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll learn that Poe has taken on the mantle yes. of the sort of the political and, and mm-hmm. military leader. Ray will be someone that will provide the rebellion with the hope mm-hmm. that they need to have to rise up and take on the first order. Finn and Rose will have babies. Maybe, maybe. Now, there was, I was wondering if there was going to be any sort of romantic connection between the two of them. And sure enough, she kissed him right before she passed out. Yeah. And, right. and you know, because cause she said, you know, this is all about. Oh, I thought she passed out because she kissed him. Like <laughs> she she, just, you know, she, they had to get the smelling salts out for yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll never watch this shake again. <laughs> We're, well, we're, she did idol. We're talking about no, Finn, not Bill Cosby, right? Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a Bill Cosby oh, situation. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me a rose. Uh, but okay, so, but um, very tasteless. Very, very tasteless. <laughs> with the general pudding pops, <laughs> All right, enough. Okay, let's enough. Uh, let's let's get in. Let's open the 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 head of uh, of Kylo Ren and look inside. And there's so much going on in this in this movie with him, and uh, you know. I, Boy, for those uh, shippers out there that really wanted to see sparks fly between Kylo and Rey, um, I, I, I was right there. I thought, this is it. This is the Romeo and Juliet um, kind of story. They're going to hook up, and they're going to take on Snoke. And they did. And just when you think that everything's going to be great and happily ever after, he looks around and is like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> This this is pretty cool. Uh, Snoke's gone. I got this. I got this babe who you know I, I who I could uh, learn to uh, live with here. We're pretty powerful. We just wiped out the whole Praetorian guards. It's all ours, baby. It's all ours, <laughs> baby. And yep. just like his grandfather before him, when he mm-hmm. when he offered it to Padme, join me, and we'll rule the galaxy together. Um. And she looked at him and 
also like Padme. And I mean, it was almost like she saw it coming and she begs him, you know, she begs him. No, don't do this. Don't do we had a good thing going. Um, but I my theory is and I, I think there will be a lot of people that will think that this was some master plan that 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 Kylo had because of what was we learned that that that, that Snoke was was uh, he was the one orchestrating that force connection between Kylo and Ray to where he was joining their minds together and they like Bill mentioned they they could they could even touch each other and he was manipulating both of them but then the way it turns out where you realize at the moment that Kylo starts turning the Skywalker lightsaber towards Snoke and ignites it that Kylo has learned the ability to hide or disguise what's going on in his head to Snoke. So Snoke thought he knew all this time what was going on in Kylo's head, but we have evidence to believe that he didn't. Well, with the play-by-play that Snoke was providing us with as he was describing what was going on in Kylo's head, I mean, it was the truth. From a certain point of yeah. view. Yeah. Well, you know, he's talking. Yeah, it's like because the whole time. Turn think, the lightsaber yeah. on your true enemy and ignite and kill and just, you know, it was. He's not talking right. about Kylo's lightsaber. He's talking about Luke's lightsaber. Right. Yeah. 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 But, 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 but Snoke didn't know that. But, but, but. Was, which was the beauty of it. But, okay. Was that a failing of Snoke? Yes. Or was it a outsmarting by Kylo? Well, up in the new, I think I, a little well, bit of both, yeah, really. Yeah. Snoke had his guard down. It was and Snoke th- was convinced that Kylo was his. And weak. And weak, yeah. And weak. He, he just putting him down the whole yeah. time. But then he would say to him, my loyal servant, you know. Yeah, he would, right. He would give him that sort of, uh, that sort of um, uh, uh, wordplay and then, you know. He thought he had him. Yeah. He really, I, Snoke was convinced. And here you have Luke Skywalker talking about being taken down by his own hubris. I mean, Snoke is yeah. a, a true example of, of being wiped out by your own hubris. So um, uh, it, it, just brilliant how he slid in half. Okay. Yeah, I, the physics of that. Bill and I were talking. So, okay. So let's, <laughs> let's figure this physics. out. Hold on. So hear me out. So the lightsaber. Uh, uh, turns, the blade goes in uh, right into his side. Yeah, yeah. I would say sort of in the in the fleshy middle there. Right, right. It, there was and no... then it juts forward. Yeah. So he's essentially almost cut completely in half, but not all the way. My question is, you would expect him to flop over, right? Because he's missing, you know, part of his his stomach. He falls completely in half. Yeah, there was no penetration to the back of his robes no. or to. Oh, his spine. I know what happened. I, what I figured happened? it out. Okay. Well, it was in there long enough to burn everything all the way through the back. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, That's you it. know, like liposuction. You, you ever see how liposuction works? It's real. Don't I don't recommend if you're Light squeamish. Don't suction? check it out. It's really gross. <laughs> but they have a uh, they have a rod. That burn you can't suck fat out. You have to burn it out because it, it, it stays. It, most people don't. Know, most people okay. think it just gets sucked out. 
No, no it has to be liquefied in order for them to suck it out. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, and they have geez. a rod that they poke through there to burn the fat and suck it out. I apologize so, to so anyone who's go. eating so this their is dinner. What happened to Snoke while listening okay. to this, this show? This is exactly what happened okay. to Snoke. So went in there, action. went in on the one side, and it was in there just long enough to sizzle and liquefy the innards, the Snoke innards, and then when. So when Kylo pulled it through, it was good. It well, was what good about to go. the robe? Why, too clean. The, the robe in the back caught on fire, too? Or maybe it just tore under the weight of his torso. No, the gold lame survives. <laughs> that's that's part of Kylo's, you know, his trophy his, box. His, his trophy his room, trophy yeah. I think, I think in artifacts. episode nine, he's just going to be lounging about the bathroom. would be great if he, that, that shows up. Yeah, if, he just, if he just comes walking out wearing the, yeah. the gold robe. And then all of a sudden, hey. and then all of a sudden, he's got going, everybody. Marks on the back. Yeah. Then Snoke well, appears. Yeah. Then Snoke appears. He's back, but he has uh, spider legs. And. <laughs> And so he'll be like, he's you know, why are you, wearing, why are you wearing my stuff? <laughs> you know, and so he's got the spider legs. No, I, we've already done that in Star Wars <laughs> no. with someone who was But boy, I mean, just to make sure that you know he's dead, they do a nice zoom in on the the face and the eyes still up. I mean, it was pretty, uh, you know, I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that Snoke is dead. There's also no doubt that Snoke is, as Andy Serkis said a year or so ago, just Snoke. He's not Tarkin. No, he's not. He's not uh, uh, Ezra. He's he's just Snoke. Mm-hmm. Well, are and, you disappointed that we didn't find out really any additional info, any background info on him? We're I think really that told. story, those stories, will be told. Yeah, um, but, but I, in I don't the think movie, going to be revealed to movies? be anybody from the past. It'll probably be a book, a novel, right? But would you say I don't think he's going to be revealed to be. Someone from the hip, the, the past of Star Wars. No, but I certainly hope that there's a, a satisfying connection to how he got to where he is and, and how he ended up inheriting the Empire, essentially, and all their technology. Yeah, just a couple of sentences. You know? And I'm not, well, you know, I don't even, I don't mind, you know, I'm not a per. I, I, I don't have to have everything. I kind of like when there's a little bit of mystery and like, hey, look at that guy's all scarred up. And, you know, I'm good with that, but... We, but we virtually know nothing about him. Well, there were there were two big kind of no payoff moments in this film. One was Snoke being just Snoke, and the other is uh, is Ray, Ray, Ray coming from from nowhere, just from obscurity. Her parents were junk dealers, and obviously had a drinking problem, and they basically sold her to Uncar Plutt mm-hmm. for drinking money and took off to party. <laughs> Well, yeah. the kids yelling, come back! Boy, if I yeah. had a quarter for every time I was involved in something like that. <laughs> See you, kids! We're taking off into Winnebago. <laughs> Going to follow you know, the dead. Got a keg in the Winnebago. We're out of here. We, we <laughs> traded you for the keg. Yeah. Now <laughs> come make, back! Shut up, girl. Make your own fun. Yeah. But, uh, it, so, yeah, I think everyone is a junk dealer on Jakku, though. I think that's just what they do. They that's, what, that's, deal what, junk. that's what they do. Well, what about here? Let me ask you this: What about the moment of Luke tossing the lightsaber over his shoulder? Oh, that was funny. Did you get a kick out of that? I thought that was hilarious. We we spent all these years, you know, last couple of years, thinking about Ray extending the saber out to Luke. Yeah, what happened? What an amazing next? moment! We see in the trailer he accepts the saber, and then he just tosses it over his shoulder. Tosses it over his shoulder. There were a number of, I, I don't know how else to describe it other than to say, m- modern humor 
I think that was that was put into the into the movie. Oh, the first Star Wars swear, I think. Oh, Poe po says swe- big ass. Yeah, po- <laughs> big ass. He does the big ass ship. The big ass ship. Well, and he says he says God damn it, I think. Or, no, or, or he says he damn does. it. Does he? He okay. says damn it, or damn. It. He, he's he's definitely the uh, the the, the uh, F J DeSanto of. The, or, uh, he's the Han Solo. The he Han wears Solo. Han's clothes. He, he does wear Han's clothes. Hot shot pilot. Right. Right. Well, well Laura, Laura Dern, not a swear, but she says Godspeed, which, which uh, I don't know. Is that, that's not a curse. A, no, it's not a no, curse, but, but it's a reference God. to God. I don't right. think has ever been oh, I see. in any yeah. of the movies. Yeah. Hmm, that's speed. all. Just, yeah. Yeah, just one of those yeah. little things. I was like, hmm, that's uh, different. Okay, we'll take a brief pause from the discussion to uh, check in with the latest from our good friends at Nissan. That's right, Jason. We love Nissan. Nissan are such wonderful supporters of us here at Rebel Force Radio, and they have once again teamed up with Lucasfilm to celebrate, this time, the release of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Now, throughout the Star Wars films, the droids help pilots have extra confidence to see what he or she cannot, to help anticipate obstacles and help make the pilot feel more centered and confident. Nissan Intelligent Mobility provides the same function to the driver, and it's like having a droid on board the car with you. With automatic emergency braking, blind spot warning, and Nissan's new ProPilot Assist helps keep you centered in your lane with advanced driver assist technologies. And now, you can visit your Nissan dealership to check out the Star Wars Droid Repair Bay. It's the official virtual reality story by ILMX Lab connected to Star Wars The Last Jedi. You get a repair BB-8 and his astromech droid pals, and each of them have their own unique personalities. And uh, you, you, you'll repair them, and they roll back into the fight against the First Order. See it now at select Nissan dealerships. It's an exclusive virtual reality Star Wars story prepared by the masters at ILMX Lab, and you can only see it at select Nissan dealerships. For more info and to find a Star Wars droid repair bay virtual reality experience near you, visit NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars. That's NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars. I, I, I thought that, um, I, that they really didn't know quite what to do with Finn in this movie. You know, for Finn, and Jim, I think you mentioned on a previous show that you, you thought that Finn was going to be kind of, uh, or maybe, I'm sorry, maybe it was FJ, but somebody on the program said that they thought that Finn was going to be just kind of uh, tossed to the side a little bit here, just mm-hmm. given a little side mission, just some business to do and keep him occupied, keep him in the movie because he's so likable. But um, it was kind of a know-nothing mission. I mean, it didn't really succeed. No, it didn't. And, you know, the, you know I, the mission failed. It, and they didn't even find yeah. the right guy. You know, they left the yeah. James Bond looking guy with the with the red flower. Yeah. And then I thought we were going to find out that, like, um, uh, DJ, uh, Benicio's character, somehow put the flower on that guy to kind of that he yes. was always right. the the, uh, the 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 hacker. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, too. But and you were going to find that out. But there was no. There was no conclusion to that, I don't think. I mean, we're left to assume that the suave guy in the white dinner jacket... It was who he would... That's who they no. needed to... It was who Maz Kanata... Well, if, any, if anything runs through this movie, there is a lot... I mean, I there, 
I had a, a quite a bit of anxiety watching the movie because I didn't know you don't know who to trust. You don't even know whether to trust Luke. There's a story that Kylo tells yes. about Luke coming in to murder him in his sleep, and Luke <laughs> tells the story very differently. So it's like well, it, it, but, but it makes you question view, whether right? or not yeah. to trust from a different point of yeah. view, but significant. I mean, it's it's a pretty significant difference. Right. Also, the way um, it's depicted, the way you know Hamill. Because you get you, well, yes. I mean, Hamill. Uh, you know, he just knocked it out of the park. Um, but yeah, you're right. Laura Dern's character. I went through a phase where I thought she was a, a traitor. Yeah. Because they they mention early on that you know Hux is all proud of himself because he says you know they're they're you know essentially dancing on the end of a string. We can follow them. We know where they are. And then we find out it's a it's a it's a tracker that works through hyperspace. And I'm thinking, oh, somebody's carrying something on the on the ship. Mm-hmm. They've got a tracking device. Someone is is a traitor. Someone has betrayed the the. the uh, the resistance, and I thought that it was Laura Dern. There's even a moment where uh, Poe accuses her of being a traitor. Um, but you're right; I, I, I'm with you. That there was so much, uh, so many times, I didn't know if, if Ray was going to turn to the dark side, if Kylo was turning to the light side, if 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 Luke was bad, if Laura Dern's character was bad, if Benicio's character was bad. But yeah, I, I, the movie seems to delight in that, though. I mean, that seems to be its mis- all over the place. Yeah, that's its mission statement, and it's taking. You know, our our conventional way of thinking about a lot of uh, uh, storylines that we're brought into, and it's like, oh, yeah, uh, it, just like you said, DJ is going to reveal himself. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. The people who made this movie know we're thinking that, and they yes. don't go the way we think it's going to go almost I kept- ever. I don't think that, you know, there's very rare moments in the movie where that, that yeah. went. So, you know, watching it for the first time, uh, the best word I could uh, describe it is feeling like it was anxiety. I know that the second time <laughs> I could finally relax and really have fun with it, which, by the way, kind of happened with me when I when I saw The Force Awakens, um, but but more so this time. Yeah. That it, it really, the second viewing is going to be... Uh, it's always more gratifying. It, it's always more gratifying, but man, I was really, yeah, this one, this one one really had me uh, my stomach in knots. Yeah. yeah, you know, there was a bit of an anxiety running through me too as I was watching things go down in this movie. But I thought that what was giving me anxiety with The Force Awakens was it wasn't exactly what was happening on the screen that was giving me anxiety. It was all my expectations and hopes going into it was giving me anxiety. In this case, what kept me on the edge of my seat and completely glued was the story yeah, and was the way the story was being told. I wasn't caught up with expectations as much as just being completely enveloped in the, in, in the story. Um, I kept waiting for DJ's character to redeem himself. I yeah, thought at some point he was going to, you know, it was going to be part of his master plan, but no, he was just a con artist. There's a coolness. A there's a coolness factor Benicio del Toro has when he, when he becomes these characters a lot of times, mm. just his, his natural coolness comes out. That's yeah. why I thought the acting was so great, because I did not find DJ to be cool at all. I thought he was irrepresent. He was, uh, he was, he was uh, untrustworthy. He was, you know, he stuttered. Um, yeah, he did have a stutter. You know, he, there, was, there was a sort of weird cadence he had as he delivered his uh, dialogue. And so that, to me, made it feel like a very different Benicio Del Toro Acting job. Yeah, it almost looks. It seemed like a character that Johnny Depp might have played. 
You know what? Well. That's there. Yeah. I, I, I could so. see. I yeah. could definitely see Johnny Depp playing a, a good DJ. And no speculators. DJ was not Ezra, <laughs> as we had heard. No. It's because he had a scar. Yeah. So Ezra has a scar uh-huh. on his cheekbone. Yeah. So a lot of people. A lot are of the people this. in Star Wars have scars on there. A lot of the things that we've been debating on this show and theorizing and seeing other people's speculation online all this time, all the, you know, theories about Ray's parents and about the gray and all of that stuff. I mean, really none of, very little of that actually came into play. It was all just a bunch of hot air for a couple of years. And uh, yeah, right. I'm holding well, my hand up as guilty as charged. I yeah, but dude, you, you did predict that Snoke was going to get pumped off in this movie. That yeah, was a pretty yeah. bold prediction. I had a feeling. Yeah. I had a feel, but I thought Luke was going to do it. Not surprised that Kylo did it mm-hmm. with the way that Snoke antagonized him all the time and belittled him and made his self-worth were his self-worth so low. But you guys, you know, think about Kylo's perspective. You know, from Kylo's point of view, his uncle came into his, you know, tent in the middle of the night, he wakes up and there's a lightsaber being held over his head that he's going to be, you know, killed, murdered in his sleep. Now, yeah, we we can trust that Luke did perform some sort of a, you know, mind meld or whatever uh, and discovered that there was a lot of darkness inside there. Mind meld? Was he Vulcan? I don't know. I mean, what did the Jedi <laughs> call that? He kind of just a poking look, around. Look, see, yeah, yeah, look, see. He's going to go and poke around in there. So he's on. poking around. And he's seeing some pretty nasty hey. stuff. But Kylo doesn't know that. No, he doesn't. Kylo doesn't know that. Kylo doesn't know that Luke knows that Kylo's dark potential better than Kylo does. Kylo doesn't know what he's capable of. Luke, I don't think Luke had a vision of him killing uh, Han. But I'm sure he certainly saw uh, visions or a feeling that he was, um, you know, uh, capable of some really nasty, evil stuff. But I just want to take it back from Kylo's point of view when he's ordering those uh, ATRTs or whatever they call it. Are, they called, are those the ATRTs, the big ones? ATM. Um, ATM AT something T or something or the whatever the big walkers right when he's when he's doing that he's doing it in an act of revenge because that's the uncle that tried to murder him in his sleep so yeah, it's just total fury well just, do you think yeah. how pivotal how pivotal of a moment do you think that is if Luke didn't do that you think everything would have worked out better for Kylo see I think that that is the question we should ask. And and I'll let you try to answer it if you want, Um, but it's one of those classic ethical dilemmas too. They 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 often bring these things up when you when you when you when you talk about like time travel. Like if if you knew Hitler when he was a little kid, (laughs) would you murder? I mean, nobody would ever think of murdering a a child, but if you knew for a fact that this was going to wind up being Hitler, then it would be moral to do that, wouldn't it? Right. So, you know, it 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 does. Well, Luke was faced with that. And and for whatever reason, moment. we do know that there are people that are born into this world who it's they don't have traumatic lives or, you know, they don't 
why they're not in abusive situations right. for whatever reason you know it's they're bad seeds mm-hmm. um it it does seem like these people exist i mean is that what kylo is well, Do, would it matter if he's i mean so luke doing this set him on this trajectory that couldn't be reversed or or would he would if he have done it anyway i mean isn't Kylo responsible for what he decided after that happened? Did he have to choose the path he chose? Because Luke, even if even if what Luke was doing was wrong, let's you know, for argument's sake, let's say it was totally wrong for Luke to even consider that or even get to that point of almost taking action on that thought. Does that then justify, uh, or not only justify Kylo taking the path he did, but but does it make it irresistible to him? He would already he been, couldn't choose. He had already a different been corrupted way? by that point. Well, though. that's what that's what Luke said. Yeah, and do we trust Luke? Yes, we do trust Luke yeah. Skywalker. Well, I do Absolutely. too. I'm just I'm just. But, but it there's out moments there. in the movie where you're doubting. Of course. Well, well because you, you, can trust because you hear that story yeah. about Luke coming in to kill Kylo in his sleep from Kylo's perspective first. Right. That's right. So you got that going on. And didn't right. Luke, didn't, the way they portrayed that, didn't Luke look like totally more nuts? Maniacal. And, and, and evil. Yeah. 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 So, in his version. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's that whole certain way point Luke, of view Luke thing. tells it, it's like, I had the lightsaber on for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, I barely and then I turned put it, it right on. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. I might have even turned it on by accident. I don't know. It was just a thought, you know. Like... <laughs> um, but uh, so there's when when Luke comes and we did get the reunion that we wanted to see between Luke and Leia. Very tender, nice moment. And Luke has that badass walk in, you know, there yeah, uh, into the cool. the base there on uh, on crate. Tiki. Um, but he says to Leia. He says, uh, I can't save him. Right. He doesn't say he can't be saved. He doesn't say that it's impossible for Kylo to be saved. He says, I can't save him. Mm-hmm. She says, and Leia says, I know. I know my tr- son is truly gone. And he says, no one is truly ever gone. So Luke is leaving the door open for a Kylo Ren redemption, I think. I think I think it's still a possibility. Oh, I think at this uh. point Kylo is unredeemable. I he had his he had his chance. He had his chance. Really? No, okay. I I do not think that there is any chance we will see Kylo Ren turn to the light. Uh. I don't think there's any oh, chance. I, I don't say it's going to happen. I'm just saying in universe, I think that uh Luke's message was no one's truly gone and no one is beyond redemption. Guys, Darth Vader, you know what was redeemed? Well, Kylo hasn't he, done he, a was, fraction of what so, Darth Vader did. Was Vader redeemed, that, or did he just go out on yes. a high note? Well, oh, I, no, I guess I guess. His, <laughs> All right, come on. His you ability to come back is a force All spirit. Right, he's nice knows, yeah, and he's hanging out with. <laughs> yeah, so that stuff, kind so. of does. But tell you us. know what? You know what is tricky about the Kylo situation that that I would add to it is that okay you have and you you said it on the last episode i think jim that there's a difference between redemption was it there's a there's this issue of redemption and forgiveness and they they are different things and when you start talking about forgiveness there's this idea of of justice so let's say kylo turns to the good and embraces the good and, and 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 renounces uh, these things he did as his former evil self. 
what do you do with this guy if he survives? If he's still living, you know, does everyone say, oh, we forgive you? Forgiveness is a really tricky issue oh. because who 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 should forgive him? I mean, who did he who who are his crimes against? I mean, they're arguably against humanity, the planets that were destroyed. Um, the most b- visible one for us and the most probably meaningful one to us is Han Solo. Han's not around to forgive him. So we forgive Kylo on behalf of Han. Who? What gives us the right to forgive him for that? The yeah. crime was really committed against Han, and Han's gone. So really the only way to gain forgiveness in a situation like that is is in the afterlife or whatever Star Wars' version of that is. And that was always kind of the beauty of Vader. His his He was redeemed through his final act. Anakin still was alive in there somehow and was brought back out he embraced the good and whatever justice whatever type of redemption was given to him happened after he died he died the beauty of it is is that we don't have to deal with (laughs) the trickiness of like bringing him back into real life uh, so he's not punished there's no there's no price to be paid for the crimes he committed i mean there's something to be said for that and um you know how what does it say about a society that doesn't punish deeds like that, no matter right. how redeemed somebody becomes? So that yeah. that's the tricky issue from a story perspective, I think. Um, I think Kylo could be redeemed, but he would have to die. And I, I, you know, I'd hate to see an exact repeat of what happened to Vader, but maybe, I mean, gosh, they showed us how creative they can get with this movie. I, oh, well, my mind is open. There, I will say that. This, I, I would dare say... That this movie probably had more Return of the Jedi in it than it did Empire Strikes Back. I mean, the the, the whole showdown between mm-hmm. Snoke and Rey and Kylo uh, was right out of Return of the Jedi. It was almost like it was almost like a, an Infinity's version of like what if on Return of the Jedi. Like, what if it would have gone down a little bit differently? It might have looked something like what happened on uh, there on on Snoke's starship. I, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there. It, it, I think that kind of adds to the whole like queasy feeling, like that I was getting watching certain aspects of it. There's a lot of bittersweet quality to the movie because it's like, yeah, you know, we see a bad guy get his, but what what's happening in the aftermath? Um, yeah, the guy who killed him is still the bad guy. Still so. the bad guy. But, <laughs> but there was a moment where you thought. That that was it, and then I thought, well, that, well that, then who's going to be the big bad? I, I, you know, when it looked like, I mean, it was great to see Ray and Kylo teaming up against the Praetorian guards. Um, yeah, boy, what a what a mess that left. <laughs> well, again, I mean, what a scene! You go in there, and it's like so majestic. This big red background, and it's like Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you know, going in to see the wizard and. And this, and and it's completely decimated by the yeah. end of that meeting. Yeah. That yeah. does not go well for anybody in there. You know, no, no. I mean, it's just a total bloodbath. Yeah. Um. And boy, this. You know, I I don't want to go off in a total other direction, but boy, this this movie has a lot of fun with color palettes, doesn't it? Oh, it does. You know, the well, red, red is so the, prevalent yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. I mean, down to the point where they get on crate and you have the red soil underneath the salt layer and. Uh, uh, by the way, there was a little Gareth Edwards cameo there on uh, on crate. One of the soldiers, one of the 
resistant soldiers in the trench. Right. Well, oh, he was next okay. to the guy who tasted the salt. Yeah. Yeah. He the the guy next look. to him was Gary. <laughs> Did he Edwards. have a line, Edwards? Did he no. Say no. Mm. He just kind of gave the guy a funny look. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I have to admit... The resistance ski speeders going against the Imperial walkers. Uh, I would have liked to have actually seen some sort of battle happen there, other than all the resistance getting wiped out right then and there. Well, that was the battle. Yeah, but they were they were. I mean, I get a one sided. I get a one sided battle, but I would have liked to have just seen some. Oh, okay. Something that would. Well, I kind of liked how. How futile it was! I, I, I mean, I guess I do too. Within the context, and Luke all was the payoff. But just right, yeah. Just so Luke it, was the payoff. As a thrill geek, you know, yeah, I, I was yeah. expecting. I was really looking forward to that sequence. Well, Hoth Part Two, essentially, right? right? Yeah, yeah, essentially, with new tech and new walkers and everything. But we just never got to the point where this, the resistance speeders could actually engage the walkers. Right. And uh, I was just like, oh, that's... But then, of course, yes, Luke shows up, so you, you get a huge moment there. I mean, Luke, Luke does say, I mean, the, in some of the more you know, funny moments, he, he says to Ray, like, what did you expect? Did you expect that I was just going to go yeah. back and just take on the entire First Order all by myself, stand there? With my, and, laser, my, laser, sword, with my laser, laser sword. sword, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, in a sense, that's what happens. <laughs> Uh, kind of a, a version of that. He does. Well, he has that. to re. It, it's interesting. I was watching um, uh, those uh, Joseph Campbell interviews with Bill Moyers uh, the other night. Um, just kind of reconnecting with those. I haven't seen him in a while, and you know, preparing, I guess, for this movie and stuff. And he talks about um, old age and and you know how characters um, in these myths. Uh, there, you know, there's always these old men, and often, you know, you have to you have to redefine. Life is about all these redefinitions of shedding your old skin and mm. redefining yourself. Mm-hmm. And he talks about becoming old, and you know, dressing different, and and becoming, you know, embracing these new aspects of yourself. And you know, in a lot of ways, Luke is uh, stuck. He hasn't embraced a lot of the things of being an old wizened. Um, yeah teacher or any of those things he's reminded of them uh through the yoda vision and also the r2 uh uh reunion yeah the r2 reunion where he plays the the layoff yeah those were two really um just fantastic uh big payoffs i would say the 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 luke um luke and, and and yoda and as you mentioned luke and r2d2 um Let's talk a little bit about Yoda. That was something that was long speculated, right along with you and McGregor playing Obi Wan in a flashback, or not a flashback, but in a as a Force ghost, as well as um, uh, Anakin, you know Hayden Christensen coming back as Anakin Skywalker. They chose Yoda, I think, wisely. There are complications with using either Anakin or. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan, for that matter. So they chose Yoda. Yoda comes in, and, Bill, you kind of laid it out earlier. You said that, that, you know, Yoda's there to tell Luke that all of these sort of physical... um, uh, Artifacts? Yeah, the artifacts is, is, is... That's not what the Force is about. It's You have to move beyond that. And he was telling Luke that that was... That was his... 
you know, uh, that was his next mission, in a sense, was to move beyond that. Uh, same old Skywalker, he said, you know, always looking away to the future, the horizon or whatever, not, not his mind on where he is here and blah, blah, blah. Um, was it effective? Did you like seeing Yoda? Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm a little mixed about it, to be honest with you. I, I'm mixed about it mainly because visually I think it, there, there, are prob- there are problems with it. There could have been. It was, visually, like I there said, are problems. I, I believe it was actually a physical puppet. Um, I believe Frank Oz was actually performing the puppet. And uh, it had the articulation of the Empire Strikes Back Yoda puppet, in my opinion. But it didn't have the same believability to me. Because the lighting was wrong. There oh, is a know. specific way you have <laughs> to light that puppet. Otherwise, it looks like a green catcher's mitt with eyes. And... <laughs> While I felt like the integrity of the look was maintained, again, that lighting on Dagobah was so perfect for Yoda. <laughs> yeah. When you take him and put him in other environments, he never looks as good. He right. just never has looked as good as he did on Dagobah. You know, I mean, they... they they give him some very wacky dialogue, too, where he's like, you know, he's talking about the Force books, not a page-turner they are, or, you yeah, know, yeah. something like he that. He was right? wacky Yoda again. There's one moment where he's, like, stomping his feet, like, and oh, he's laughing, laughing yeah. up a storm. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he burned the books. But, the, <laughs> yeah. that, but there I mean, was, it, it was, was wacky enough that yeah. I thought, like, oh, is this, like, an evil, like, vi- like an evil Yoda or a vision of a, of, like, you know, is it Luke's dark side talking to him? I mean, it mm. did seem a little out of step with the character. Yes, I was enamored at seeing Yoda back, Yoda with Luke, um, but I, it was a little bit of a mixed bag for me on the, that, the that voice, scene. The voice work, too, I I thought was uh, was really... Was really good, but yeah, I, I do agree that there was somewhat of a smushed appearance. It was like a cartoonish a look, of mm-hmm. shots. A cartoon. It was almost look. like, uh, yeah, his head was elongated or something. I can't, I can't put my finger on it, yeah. but I do, I do think a few of the, I, a few of the shots, I, I believe, um, and, and and maybe uh, time will prove me wrong on this, but I, I believe might have been some reused footage. No. No, it, it no there was like no so reused closely footage. resembled. The, the, no, there it was, was a, not. Con- that it was scene not where he's looking from shot to shot. The scene he's looking I'm, at the fire. He's looking up, like, and it, it sort of had that red glow when he was looking at Luke uh-huh. take off yeah, on. on yeah, maybe take that off. was one of them. But I just think that's it's because it's yeah. the Could puppet. Be. But I, there were a couple of different angles. The the very first angle when Luke looks and sees Yoda, because for very first you see Yoda from the. From the back, mm-hmm. he's in shadow, and then Luke looks down. He sees Yoda. That was the one that I was like, "Whoa!" It it, it struck me almost as odd as the way is when I saw Yoda in Rebels. Uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't that extreme, but I was expecting to see Yoda in Rebels, but not looking that way. It was very odd. So seeing it, then when you see him in the next shot. I'm with Bill. I think it looks he looked just like he did in Empire, and they even lose the 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 glow yeah, effect. Yeah, I was going to answer. Yeah, the glow effect kind of goes away. So is this the idea of him becoming actually physical? Well, I like we no, I don't think earlier? so. I just think that you know perhaps did they find in 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 editing that the glow effect uh, 
was getting in the way, was a problem. I don't know. But the, the, the glow effect when it goes away after the initial viewing of Yoda. And, and, and even to the point where there's really a beautiful uh, shot of the, the backs of both of their heads as they're watching the, the fire. Um, there's no glow around Yoda. Right, right. I did notice that. And I was wondering if he was crossing back into the physical realm yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Which is an idea that George Lucas was playing around with for M- or for uh, Return of the Jedi, having Yoda and Ben return that's right. physically to help Luke take on. Yeah, the well, that's why I'm wondering if it was intentional. I mean, we we're talking about this that we that we've seen the Force used in this movie this way for the first time. That there seems to be some physicality that's actually gained via its use. I'll tell you what what I thought was great about the scene though was, again, this idea of Luke not accepting this uh, this older version of himself. And, uh, you know, Yoda is one of the instruments that, that helps him do that, I mm-hmm. think, ultimately, and, and embrace it. And, and, and it's, it's a different... Um, uh, uh, it's a different dynamic between Luke and Yoda this time than than we saw in the previous movies because uh, Yoda is arriving at at maybe one of Luke's lowest uh, points and um, Luke is 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 uh, I don't know he's he just seems to be in a place where he is is uh, uh, rotting away. Um, he says he's there to die. Forlorn. He's there yeah. to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he really has given up. Uh, not just hope, uh, but like I say, it don't, doesn't even know his place anymore. He's uh, he's he's obsolete or, or something and, and guilt ridden. Yeah, and 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 Yoda is one of is 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 really one of the things that that shows him how he can uh, live and 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 remind him of what some of the some of the lessons of the whole Force journey. Was I think that Luke Luke had lost well, a lot of that. something that I I had forgotten about because it's been a while that we've heard about this this Luke that we were going to meet in the Last Jedi a Luke that does not want to accept his role as the wizened master the teacher but you know the, the whole uh, journey in the Force Awakens to to find the completed map to Skywalker and R2 having, you know, woken up in that precise moment, I almost felt as though uh, or or was thinking that Luke had laid this, this was a plan that Luke wanted to spring to action at a certain moment and that's, that's, that's clearly not it. So it does render for me some of the Force Awakens a little moot you know i mean the the idea this 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 map to skywalker well was it really a map to skywalker or was it a map to the first jedi temple that luke was rumored uh to uh you know be going after yeah but you know luke said it was the most unfindable place in the galaxy yeah well Lord in my opinion would say otherwise there's no there's no maps for the most unfindable place in the galaxy mm. but uh right. there lor santek i'm glad you brought him up i thought we might get some revelations about his character and why he had the map and mm. what he was doing on jakku and all oh, of that. there was no talk of that map nothing nothing there was uh, yeah i mean no follow-up on that no follow-up on that luke didn't even really say i think he says something about you know how did you find me or why did you come here? It's more about why are you here. Mm-hmm. He didn't really even come out and ask how the hell did you find me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, she had the lightsaber. I mean, there's other questions he probably yeah. has first. Like, what are you doing? Oh, like we didn't find out. I was hoping we would find out about how that returned. What, what the, oh, jo- what the okay. story behind the lightsaber? Mm-hmm. The story behind the lightsaber? Uh, well, we didn't Maz get that. was too busy fighting the the uh, the union um, representatives there on uh, wherever she was. <laughs> so one, union dispute. One woman army. Jeez, yeah, yeah. She's got a jetpack and stuff. <laughs> so it's just like, still so cute, <laughs> right? Just the, adorable. Yeah. With well, the, she, with the she's a very sexual character. Uh, yeah, she's <laughs> talking about that what? slicer. She's talking about yeah, the slicer about what a. She's like, oh, he he slices lots of things. <laughs> She said something, and, and Finn gives another Rose one or... a, a look like, oh, what was that? Um, but, you know, she's got the hots for Chewie and Force Awakens, and then, you know, hey. No question Maz, Maz gets it. it done. Maz gets it done. Absolutely, absolutely. So, let, you know what? Speaking another... of getting it done. Oh, you, you... No, you know, okay, let's do some rapid-fire stuff, yeah. because we are going to wrap up. This is just sort of a, a short little uh, bonus episode where we're mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, Spitting out our initial thoughts and reactions to seeing the film for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, or I guess today, as this show is being released, with a live call-in show yeah. featuring special guests. And we'll be hearing what you guys are talking about. But we just want to get a few things off our chest after coming out of the movie. By the way, we had a great time at Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, had yeah. a nice uh, theater full of Rebel Force Radio listeners. Yeah, we were able cool. to give away uh, Star Wars socks uh, from the uh, Stance Star Wars collection. Uh, we had a, a gift box set of uh, Star Wars socks from Stance. And uh, if, if you're interested in checking out the incredible Star Wars collection from Stance, just go to... Stance.com slash Rebel Force Radio, and you can see their incredible Star Wars socks, Star Wars briefs. They make great Christmas gifts for the Star Wars fan who has everything. You can always use an extra pair of socks. So you can't go wrong getting a Star Wars fan a pair of socks. Oh, you are. Oh, Boba Fett. Look at that. Boba Fett. We got IG88. Oh, I got to take a picture of this. Jason Swank wearing the Stance socks. And uh, perfect beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Look at that. Well, I should put you in the. You actually get your face in this somehow. There you are. Well, let's uh, let me get the beer out. Of well, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Those two things go together perfectly. Actually, yeah, the Boba Fett. Yeah, and it took the me a carbonite. <laughs> yeah, so I did not mix and match. This is actually the 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 Han and Carbonite uh, pair of socks. So you get one Han and Carbonite and uh, and one. Boba Fett, the bounty hunter. So cool. Does so, uh, it have the jetpack on the back of the sock? That, that's a good question. <laughs> does it? Let's see. So does those it? are great. We'll be giving away another yeah, pair. It does. It does. It that does. is, that yeah, is totally accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's All right. There. Okay. <laughs> so cool. that's now. Uh, do they have Han? Those are awesome socks. Han man. thought out on the back. No, just the back of the carbonite block there. Yeah. That's, All right. That's perfect hibernation. Han looks like a pinky mouse as he's coming out of the. <laughs> What if he wasn't in perfect hibernation? What if Lando said, he's in okay hibernation. <laughs> Pretty good hibernation. Uh, was, how, how, how would that sound, Lando? Lando's here with us. So he's uh, in mediocre. Uh, how hibernation. you doing, Chewbacca? Well, um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what all these uh, lights and buttons mean. I'd have to, uh, I think I'd have to go talk to Lobot. <laughs> The truth finally comes out. 
perfect hibernation. He's in mediocre hibernation. <laughs> He's in so-so hibernation. I wouldn't say it's 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 imperfect hibernation actually. But but um so we get it, Calrissian. So uh, thank you, uh, Stance and the uh, Stance Star Wars collection. Stance.com slash Rebel Force Radio. That's where you want to go. And just go, you know, hey, be sure to go there and let them because then they'll know that we sent you there. Yeah, they're so. re- they're really comfortable socks. They uh, um, they they stay up. They are these, these go all the way almost up to the just to the bottoms of my knee. Now you taller guys might have a different experience, but I like them. They haven't slid down all night. I've been wearing them with boots. So. Awesome. Awesome, yep. awesome. So uh, we gave away Star Wars socks from Stance. We gave away uh, Studio Sweden headphones. Uh, people were very excited to get them. And we had some other Star Wars uh, gifts to give away. Uh, Del Rey gave us a copy of the new Canto Bite book. And we gave that away. And it was just a blast. What a great night. So much fun to share it with uh, oh. fellow RFR uh, members of the community. You mentioned Canto Bite. I, I, I do want to say they had an, a great opportunity to... Uh, I think right one of the wrongs of The Force Awakens, and that is something we've talked a lot about on the show, is where are the familiar aliens, and by familiar I mean you know classic uh, alien species from uh, the original trilogy and even the prequels, uh, still none to be found. That whole casino, mm-hmm. um, very humanoid heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and uh, very heavy humanoids in some it, cases. <laughs> indeed, I mean they had that little leprechaun that was, that was putting the coins to, the in coins the beat, which yeah. was a that was a, I thought that was a funny bit. Um, but yeah, there were just the, the, none of that. Now the music, on the other hand, was very familiar. Yeah, there was oh, a, lots there was of a lot of yeah, a lot of callbacks to a new hope. Um, specifically, uh, we did have the uh, binary sunset there at yeah. the end. As Luke yeah. is uh, looking off in, on the horizon one last time. Stay, now, are we, hey, I got a question for you. When Jedi become one with the Force and their bodies disappear, they always leave that one robe. Yeah. What about the other? How come yeah, the other right. robes they aren't left their underwear with them? Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, they take their underwear yeah. with them. Yeah. Well, it's embarrassing. You know? <laughs> you know, you yeah. Show up in the afterlife and you're nude. You know? yeah. Yeah, but so. yet, when they come back as Force ghosts, they got the, they they got the outer robot. robe bag. Yeah. Yeah. There must be some tailor there. At Star the... Wars physics. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, it was just very dramatic as the cloak. Flew away yeah. and it's just it's really it was well beautiful. Done. And it was, I, I can't was wait beautiful. to see it a second time. Uh, yeah. A lot of dialogue kind of went right by me when I was just like, I I didn't understand a word Finn just said there. <laughs> was I the only one? No, no, no. And that that you know that's very common with the Benicio del Toro. But there's some stuff that Yoda said that that I didn't quite catch. So yeah, I'm look, I'm looking very forward to going back and. Being able yeah, to, I really wish that they would. Uh, I really wish they would publish the script. You know, you'd, you'd, well, you typically know, you could find those online. You can find, yeah, but they're not always legit, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're older versions. Doesn't IMDb stuff. always have legit scripts? So don't they? Not scripts. Oh, no. really? No, they usually have. They have a quotes section right. where they put a bunch of quotes, but not complete s- scripts. I don't. Think. On IMDb, yeah. hell yeah, they do. I, I was just okay. looking at the Force Awakens one. And it seemed legit to me. The whole thing? Was yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I think it's legit. I don't know. It seems legit to me. Well, the- All right, so rapid fire. Let's, let's, yeah. And, yeah. And, and we'll really keep getting you know down and dirty and, and talk more about this uh, on our next show. But uh, 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 the Porgs. <laughs> the Porgs have been marketed to death leading up to this film. What are your feelings about the Porgs now that we've actually seen them? 
in a film. Bill. Uh, well, the porks, the porks were fun. They were cute. Um, they provided some comedy relief. Um, I, they were really what I expected. I feel like that's the one thing from the movie that I've seen a lot of already. Yeah, right. So it, it, there was no um, big surprise there. Although Chewie did barbecue some, which I... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But you know what? We never see him talking about that. I thought that was always. Well, he was very conflicted. (laughs) I figured it. I mean, he had gotten that far. Why not just go for broke? I mean, what what different? What difference does it make? They were already dead. After he's killed one, plucked it, Mm -hmm. chopped its head off, and put it on the spit. That is a lot of work, and it's just he's ready to take the bite. You get to see chewy fangs. (laughs) He pulls the 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 lips back, and. Hey, we should mention, Chewie, you know, this is the first time we've seen a completely uh, non-Peter Mayhew version of Chewie. So right. uh, Jonas taking on the, uh, the, the the character for the, you know, for the first time for the, the whole time. Um, uh, Chewie was also really very much on the sidelines in this movie. Not a lot of Chewie in this. Uh, uh, in fact, I don't think outside of the, the Porg moment, you know, Chewie oftentimes provides a lot of comic relief, mm-hmm. uh, and and this time he was well. He flew he the Falcon into the battle, which was pretty exciting. And, yeah, that's know, true. He, he yep. was involved in in that aspect. Yeah, I think the the one you know legacy character that really got the uh, short end of it all was R two. R two, I, th- I thought was Both extremely. Droids, I think, but yeah, R two underused. Yeah, I was thinking about both droids the whole time. I mean, um, mm-hmm. 3PO is just there with just cliche 3PO line after cliche True. 3PO line. No depth. He's providing no value. You um, know what's weird about that, too? It's like 3PO, you know, I mean, he was, I mean, the first movie, I mean, he's your introduction to the whole saga. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, the first you know quarter of the movie almost is exclusively three PO, uh, and it you know I was watching this movie and it was like oh this is you know it's kind of interesting in one sense because you're seeing him at work he's all shiny it's like I mean he's almost like he's just an employee here. <laughs> You know, like this is really what he was right. made yeah. to do, exactly. and he seems to yes. be perfectly happy He's... with it. But it's like, still, this is three PO. There's so much history to this. What? Yeah, toy, yeah. He, you know, he, he mean, provides just... nothing but nothing. irritation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's and what he's become. Very yeah. by the book. Very, you know, Mister. Uh, always with the rules. He got. But the he has no he'll... information that aids. He didn't anybody provide no. anything. He didn't provide anything. And and R two didn't save the day. R2 didn't save R2 the day. always saves the day in every Star Wars film. Even in Force Awakens? Even in The Force Awakens, he saves the day. Mm-hmm. But he does not at all no. in in this film. Um, no, you can't even say that he was, you know, the, the reason that Luke finally decided to give in and go back into the fray. Uh, it was really the... I mean, that, that started things off... Um, but it was really Yoda. I love the nostalgia yeah. of the moment where he shows that classic hologram of Princess Leia. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only right. hope. But it's it, it was it, it's it is purely nostalgia at that point. He he didn't serve a function, R two. No, and R two R two has always been very functional when it comes to he's the propeller Army. The story. He, he saves the day. Yeah. Um, so that might be 
a small complaint I have about the film, but nothing to to make me do anything other than give it the highest rating of four stars, two thumbs up. Yeah, you know, highly recommended. I, I, I feel that this is a very valuable installment of the Star Wars saga, and uh, something that I, I can't wait to go see uh, four hundred and ninety nine more times. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But this was this was a break from the past. There's no question about it. Um, it did not mirror The Empire Strikes Back like a lot of us feared that it might. Uh, the beats of Empire were not followed. Uh, as I said earlier, I, I felt that it actually had more in common with Return of the Jedi than it did uh, Empire Strikes Back. Going back to what Jim said earlier, where this really felt like a culmination a climax, uh, a conclusion of something rather than a middle chapter. Yeah, it, it felt like a lot of things were getting wrapped up in this mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Uh, especially the ultimate fates of so many characters that I have action figures of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Captain right. Phasma. Uh, uh, let's go Wait, what a list. waste Luke she Skywalker. turned out to be. Yeah, that, it you is know, a little she really, she really did turn out to be a, a, a big zero, a big nothing. Even her battle with Finn, it was all right, um, but he made pretty quick work of her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you knew what the conclusion of that battle yeah. was going to be to begin with. So. Sure, before it even started, yeah, you knew. Yeah. But, but yeah, 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 Jimmy, you were going to go down the scorecard, so we lose Luke Skywalker. Luke. We lose Admiral Akbar. Now, I missed the Admiral Akbar. I only saw him in one shot. Yeah. He was in the background. And is it true you confirmed Tom Kane does the voice of Admiral Akbar? Yes, I saw the credit. That's it said, great. Yeah, yeah, Tim Rose and Tom Kane. They're both credited. Did Tom do Akbar on Rebels? I can't no, it remember. Was, it was Clone Wars. That, uh, I mean, Clone Wars. That's what yeah. I mean. Uh, Did Tom do the Akbar? I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, it could be. So, so yes. Yeah, so, uh, we also lose uh, Haldo, uh, Laura Dern's character. Uh, we, lose, uh, we lose Paige right away, which sets up the... I, I, had, I didn't think that... You know, I thought that there would be... You know that Paige and Rose would be kind of these these sisters throughout the film. Um, that you would see Paige's journey and Rose's journey on you know parallel mm-hmm. course. But uh, you know, Paige dies right away and does provide some motivation for the Rose character. Um, that is one redeeming moment that Benicio del Toro's DJ character has is when he gives the medallion back to Rose. Yeah, he just uses it for that. There's your misdirection right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you think, okay, this guy's got a heart of gold, this guy, this criminal. right. But no, he's a a criminal through and through, and he knew where the best deal was, and it certainly wasn't dealing with Finn and and Rose and their promise of a payday. Well, he's certainly not an idealist. I mean, he... No. And there, there was quite a bit of commentary in this film about the war machine. The military-industrial complex. complex. Thank you. Yes, there's no question about that. No, it's there. It's definitely there. Yeah. It's definitely there. And, yeah, Benicio kind of expands upon that. uh, Illustrated, too. Yeah. Well, he tells Finn. He's got a whole present He tells Finn, hey, hey, you know, the the good guys today are tomorrow's bad guys. And it's just, you know, uh, uh, it's the same story, just different day. Um, I kind of I like the I I like that though that he brought in an additional take on that whole idea because uh-huh. it's like it's like yeah I mean what I mean somebody makes. 
these weapons. So is it the weapons or is it the people that they sell them to? I mean, you got to be asking yourself that after, after yeah. he kind of contradicts them a little bit because really Rose – uh, it, it's, well, it's she very black and white for her. Yeah, the she way justifies she talks about it. Uh, beating, you know, uh, bashing up the whole casino. Yeah, because it's rich people, and those rich and people she became rich. Finn on that idea, right? Converts him right away. Yeah, Finn. I, I boy, I, I know this is going to sound contrary. He's likable. Um, and after the Force Awakens, I thought, wow, this is a character that's really uh, got, you know, got it going on. And this one, I was just like, wow, he's a bit of a one-trick pony. I think he's a bit of a one-trick pony here. Maybe they'll give him something exciting to do now that he's sort of wrapped up his deserter, traitor uh, storyline with, you know, going back and uh, beating up and uh, getting rid of, of Phasma. But uh, I think a little bit of a one-trick pony. Um, I would have liked to have seen. He doesn't really have much of a purpose now. Well, it's two movies in a row. Where his his ultimate contribution is breaking into a military facility, yeah, because he has that background with the the first order, right? So I can see why you would say he's a one trick pony because he's done the same thing in two movies, yeah, and tried to run away. Mm-hmm. He did that in the Force Awakens too, right? Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, I love the levity that Boyega brings to the oh, yeah. character. It's just. Extremely you know, likable guy. Yeah, there's like an and that about him that's just terrific. Yeah. But um yeah, he's not I mean he's not he's not plugged into um yeah, he's not plugged into the he's certainly not plugged into the Kylo well, story or anything no, like that. I mean no. Poe's got how, his what own does he have journey to do with that, yeah. Now that's a sort of established that he's the heir apparent uh to Le- Leia's legacy. Uh you know, that could also lead into an interesting relationship that 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 poe and kylo could have you know if poe steps in as sort of the 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 surrogate son for leia and is actually the real one to carry on the solo uh or or leia organa legacy and then there's kylo out there that wants to stamp all of that out uh one thing that i'm really pleased about despite what adam driver said in a recent interview there it wasn't brought out in the film that he you know, uh, had issues with his parents because they cared more about you know, the rebellion and rebuilding the uh, the republic than they did about him. You know that whole angsty, forgotten, troubled teen. They didn't they didn't bring that out in the movie, which I was very relieved. But sure I think that's, that for a novel. That's a device, though, that Adam Driver used to get himself into the character. Okay, all right. What makes this character character tick? What what motivates this character? Why is he the way he is? So Adam Driver developed a psychological backstory for the character, mm. and that's where a lot of it comes from, is, is the fact that his parents, in his opinion, didn't care for him. They cared more about the greater well, he does say issues. He does say, when he's talking to Ray, you know, your parents threw you away like garbage. Mine did, too. So he's relating to her, yeah. you know, on that level. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that—that's the only time where they they get oh, into that. But what we were talking about characters dying, or get you know wiping the slate clean of some of the stuff from Force Awakens. How about how about the fact that um, Kylo, in a sense, kind of goes through a, a death and rebirth. Um, 
he sma- very early in the movie gets rid of the mask. He's 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 very much dressed down oh. by Snoke yeah. about how he looks and he looks ridiculous. That ridiculous and, thing. Yeah, yeah, and what you're trying to be like, you know, he's yeah. a wannabe a Vader. Child in the mask. Yeah. 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 And then he, well the mask is gone. And I mean yeah. that's I mean He's like I'll show you. That's I mean Force Awakens, that's what I think of is Kylo in that mask, you know, and that's gone. That's done. You that know? is a very that's a so good, that's a good point. It's amazing, you know, the things that they were willing to do in this movie. Well, think, really. yeah, think throw about it the, away. Yeah, throw it away. Yeah. Yeah, take Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. It's right in the split themes. it in yeah. half. You know, yeah. Place oh right my god, the you're right. Because yeah. Luke, Luke comes it's back so and he has the saber. These things, yeah. But that saber is a manifestation of right. of his force transport or yeah, whatever no, we're calling it. He didn't rebuild. His saber, the blue saber. He yeah. didn't rebuild that thing. But that, but that hilt then becomes a symbol of a a a broken rebellion that needs to be rebuilt. And she's sitting there, at the end, Ray with Leia saying, "How are we going to build a rebellion out of this, or or rebuild the rebellion out of this?" And um, I suspect, or maybe the split. You know, the good and evil split. That exists in so many of these characters. I mean, that was Anakin's saber. Well, I mean, that that was you know, and look what happened to him. I mean, you know, it's the dark and light. You know, yeah. And, uh, they actually use that terminology in the movie, don't don't they? Wait, who? Di- oh, see now I can't remember. Isn't there? There's a dark and light discussion. Oh yeah. Was that Snoke or Snoke? I, or, or did Yoda talk about that? Uh, well, Snoke multi- does for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have to get back <laughs> yeah. to the theater. So uh, it's like one in the morning. Let's just yeah, go okay. and break yeah. into a theater and watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I got to say, uh, I, I'm really just pleased as punch that this film is finally out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do have one final Snoke theory. Mm-hmm. Snoke is dead. There you go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's my. I'm really going on a limb with that one. But uh, yeah, Snoke is Gonski. Um, Leia uh, floats I, in space. Uh, Leia, Leia floats in space. The, the, yeah, the, the Statue of Liberty is. What, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but an impressive, an impressive display of force abilities that we've never seen before, and we get a lot of that in this film. Something I was relieved about too, upon completing viewing of this movie, is that. Everything in the trailers and TV spots were in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, true. Nothing like with Force Awakens and uh, most notoriously Rogue One. Right. Where they showed us tons of stuff that it's like some stuff they even just created for the commercials. Yeah. You know, now with uh, I, I, that's why I think there had been a delay in us actually seeing that first trailer, the first full trailer. Mm hmm. It took a while. You know, we were kept saying, when is it going to drop? Oh, August. It's going to drop in August for sure. And, you know, we were still two months off when we were saying that. Yeah. Uh, that's because they wanted to get the film in the can, get it locked down, and then take elements to create the trailer that's based on stuff everyone knows is going into the film. Yeah. So I think that is in itself an accomplishment for the Disney era of Star Wars. It shows us that they're getting their you-know-what together a little bit more in the fact that they're not teasing us with things that don't exist in the final film. And that's something I call faulty marketing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm, 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 I very staunchly believe that if it's not in the film, it damn sure better not be in any commercial or trailer. Faulty advertising. But uh, in this case, uh, we were relieved of that, 
Everything in the trailers, unless I'm missing something, it's quite possible. I don't think so. But everything I saw in the trailers and TV spots were in the final film. That first shot of the first trailer where she sees where it it looks like space and it ends up being a rock and her hand comes down. And her hand goes down on it. I don't think that exact moment. No, that 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 can almost be forgiven. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that was just something. To establish the opening shot of the trailer, yeah. Um, but her hand going down on the rock was was in the movie, uh, but not from that, not starting at the space. So. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, um, there's a lot for us still to talk about with this film. I mean, there's a lot of mysteries about the island on Octu. Uh, there's, uh, you know, that dark portal that Ray seemed almost too willingly to jump down into. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff is is, is really important stuff that we're going to be talking a lot about. And we want to hear what you guys have to think. So fill up our, our voicemail inbox. We'll be playing voicemails. We'll be taking live calls on the show. And, uh, uh, just really excited to hear what everyone thought about The Last Jedi. I'm, I'm so happy that it's out. Everyone's seeing it now. And, uh, again, 499 more times, and I'll be solid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up. Big thanks to Bill for uh, hanging out with us late. My pleasure. And, uh, as Jimmy said, we'll be back with lots more discussion of The Last Jedi in the days and weeks to come. So, until next time, for Rebel Force Radio, I'm Jason. I'm Jimmy Mack. And I'm Billy Mack. Nice. And remember, the Force will be with you, always.